That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. As always, I am your host, the Commodore. Ding ding. Good. I didn't. I thought there might be a special Halloween type. Woo! Ding ding. Yeah, that's better. I, I I don't know why I even asked. Anyway, and with me is Rue. How are you doing tonight, Rue? I'm good. I'm just playing some Pokemon X and Y. Which hey, can you tell me something? Where are the really major good. technical glitches that we almost always seem to have at the beginnings of these shows? We well, we just had one, but we had it oh, private we for once. Oh, so we were we weren't humiliated in front of our own audience this yes. time. Yes. Okay. Good. 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 So uh, <laughs> I, you know that that's a major shows that we're off to the right start, which is uh, phenomenal news. It's so insanity. It's insanity. It's insanity before we even click go. Yes. Or start. Uh, anyway. So we are going to do a little, you know, we were thinking last time about a little Halloween theme. A lot of ideas came to mind. One that we particularly liked was talking about the mad scientist and the archetype of the mad scientist that um, I think gets thrown around quite a bit, especially around Halloween time. And we thought we'd, yeah, exactly. The ding, ding. And... We would uh, we would like to, to to I guess talk a little bit about the archetype of the mad scientist. Talk about components. Talk about our favorites. Get some suggestions from you as we always do, and uh, you know try to have a little Halloween conversation here. So um, that's going to be the topic du jour. That is the topic of the day. Hmm. I'll have that. And then we, but that's not the only part of the show. You see, we actually break the show into three. <clears throat> different and unique segments the first segment being the news and notes and let's just be honest today that's going to be a short section oh why is that mr well, commodore it's ding be- ding it's just it's just because you hate us is that what uh, it is i don't know who us would be in the sentence you just uttered but i don't <laughs> hate you however i would say um I just think it's because there's not a lot of news going on. Anyway, so there's the news and notes section where we talk about a little things that we think you should know about out there. I think you should look into yourself. Then we'll have the topic du jour. It's the topic of the day. And then Again, I'll have that. Yep. And then and then lastly, we will also do people's favorite portion of the program, which is the question and answer portion where you yourselves, you right there. Yes, you, you. No, 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 not you. You can actually ask questions yes. of Rue and myself and live. Yeah, live on the air, and we will actually answer them if we deem them worthy of answering. Those questions don't have to be directed toward the topic du jour, the topic of the day. They don't have to be directed toward the news and notes. They could be directed toward anything or all those things that I just mentioned as well. Now, you don't have to also wait for the Q&A portion of the program to ask us a question. If you have something burning inside of you right now, you have to ask us. Like gonorrhea. Like gonorrhea. All you have to do is click on my name to ask a question. You'll see it up there in the upper right-hand corner of the chat called Commodore 128. Right about, yeah. And just click that. Click PM for private message. That's the way I like them. And just <laughs> type in your message, and I'll pick up the best ones for the end of the program. Seems easy enough, right? Yes. Get to it. All right. So, what do we really want to talk about with the news and notes today? <laughs> so, hey, I've been playing some Pokemon lately. It was exciting. Pokemon? Pokemon X and Y, which was X released, what, about a week and a half ago. So, it's the sixth generation of Pokemon games, I believe. Pokemon, Pokemon Gold X Platinum Y? 
Clan the Grey Wolf. Platinum Gold. Mother of Pearl, why? <laughs> yes. Um, we have laggy yeah. people in the stream. People need well, to stop listen. being the laggy. Yeah, I know. Stop being laggy, guys. Yeah. Uh, my point is being uh, that, hey, this is a pretty big deal. Pokemon's been going on for a while. About 15-ish years now. So, yeah. what do you think of this sixth generation Mr. Commodore's man? I think you know the answer to that question. I couldn't care any less. I've never liked Pokemon. Mm. So my second, qu my follow-up question is, why do you hate fun? <laughs> um, well, I find fun to be completely overrated. Oh. Um, no, I, I just, I, you know, I, I understand, I guess, the basic concept behind Pokemon. I understand, you know, why a game like that would be fun. I just never found it to be fun. Well, I didn't like the show either. I thought the show was kind of stupid. Well, Sonic Rose decided to explode into an anime character, so that is... Uh, if you don't find that fun, I don't know what your problem is. Yeah, it's, I, I think you're probably right about that. <laughs> so, um, people yeah, so what, do you, chat, what, do you, what do you think about uh, um, X and Y? Are you, are you excited about this or what? I do, think do you like it so far? I, I want the people in the chat to, to chip in with their thoughts if they've been playing it. I like it quite a bit. Uh, a quick rundown. I like Generation 1. I love Generation 2. Generation 3, I was like, meh. Love Generation 4. Generation 5 was kind of meh again. I see what they were trying to do there, being a little bit different, but eh, this one, pretty darn good. It's the first one on the 3DS. You got like full 3D battles and stuff like that. Nintendo finally seems to be getting on their game with online. You don't have to go through like 16 levels of crap just to trade a Pokemon anymore, which yep. is great. But yep. uh, hello, Mizuka Ranma. Miz Did I say <laughs> that right? I'm sorry. I just had, I got distracted by someone saying things. It's um, okay. You're, you're easily distractible. I am. Hey, look at that. Uh, yeah. What? What? But, oh, um, yeah, look at that. I'm enjoying it. I haven't gotten very far in it yet. I, I, I didn't get it when it first came out. I just recently got it and was using it on a plane trip. By the way, that is why Commodore and I, this is the fourth week, Wednesday of the month, that we're doing this, not the third, because we were both kind of out of town last week. Yeah. Whoops. But I, I, thought, I thought it wouldn't be in good taste for us to broadcast yet another program from what might or might not be a... Fairfield Inn and Suites or whatever else we were going to be going to visit. Um, so I'm glad I'm glad we decided not to do that. That would just would not have worked well. Yes, I agree. I always like to be with, you know, in my own. We, we like to be in our comfort zone here to do the echo stream. You know, Usually. this is this is. Yeah. This yeah. Is so I, I think I've generally seen good things about it. People like it. Uh, and darn it. It's fun. Also, thank you. Darn it. I can't see your name go by, but uh, it was telling me to fix the link on the. Uh, <laughs> On the YouTube YouTube nice. page, yes, it's all Fix fixed. That now. Link. Perfect. Good. Um, Good. My latest playing game. I... And now people go. might actually watch the show. Yes, maybe. Okay. Uh, furthermore, go Red Sox. Oh, jeez. Last I checked, they were up five zero in the second inning in the yeah, World I Series. I don't. I don't think they need your help at mm, the moment. No, I think they're they doing all right. Be, they seem to be doing pretty well without you. Your 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 adoptive city is doing quite well. Yeah, and I, you know what's what's uh, what's funny about this too is I should totally buy a DS, three DS. Anyway, that's not funny at all. the uh, The World Series is going on right now, and I'll bet you our ratings are unaffected. You want you you want to make a wager on that? I bet you we do pretty well in the World Series demographic. We're doing all Don't right. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll do okay. We still have our normal uh, six hundred thousand people watching. Right. We now. could we could we could start broadcasting the World Series in a small corner of the stream and we would be shut down within five minutes. 
by the government. <laughs> you just made me poop my pants a little bit. Yeah, no, we won't do that. Um, More so news. thank you for More yeah. So so in other news, thank you for joining us while the World Series is going on here. You all, you American fans, and then outside of America, baseball fans, um, or cricket. As you're here's as some news. Also. Are you ready for this? This this is sad news. Are we ready for sad news? I have sad news to to give to to all the people out there. Sad news. I don't know what you're talking about. Today, Lynn Sanity has died. Lynn Sanity has Lynn Sanity. Lynn Sanity is not a person. Oh, Lynn Sanity is John not Linsanity? a force in the world. Uh, so I'm not sad. sure Lynn Sanity can probably die. But anyway, um, I see. You the sad news is that the the tickets for PAX East went oh. on sale this morning. And Saturday and the three-day passes are already sold out. So it looks like you and I are going to have to find uh, ways to get into PAX East. I'm thinking we call up the mayor of Boston because we're good friends. Mumbles Benina. Yes, and he, he lets yes. us in. Yeah. Oh, city of Boston. And that's when Veritech splits the uprights. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. must be local local humor. Yeah, it's only yeah. No one outside of Boston's gonna get that joke. Anyway, uh, we yeah. I don't know what we're gonna. We'll probably have to beat up some geeks out front and take their <laughs> yes. And so, take their passes. I mean, the Paxies or Pax in general always sells out pretty fast. The Seattle, the Pax Prime generally sells out within like ten minutes or so because it's a relatively small. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, that thing. But yeah. uh, the PAX East, it's like a hundred thousand people or something going to that, and it's still they're already sold out. The Saturday passes, it's ridiculous. Within a year, uh, less than a day. So, I am so pissed about that. Uh, mm. But anyway, so that's that's our sad news. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I is sad. Uh, it's sad. That <laughs> person. Um. <laughs> I love that stuff. I, yes. I am so entertained by the by the misquotes of the Commodore. We might be Just able to, to. We might still be able to get in uh, to Pax yeah. East via via our good friends at Retroware and such. But uh, we also had other 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 folks that were interested in joining us. Or the black market. Or the, or the black market was maybe interested in joining us. Hey, aren't don't you? Aren't you like a big important person at Retroware? Can't you get us both passes this time? I'll think about it. Pikachu. I'll pay I'll you think about it. Um, if you say okay, you love so, Pokemon and Earthbound, I will do that to go to Pax East. You bet your ass, I will. Will you stroke Pikachu's uh, electric sacks? Massage will them I lovingly? stroke Pikachu's electric sacks? Yes, it's required. Otherwise, I, he explodes. Depending it, on what that is, energy. I, I might, I might consider it. Okay, I might consider we have a deal. That. All right, good. So these tits uh, and bits have gone off the rails. Yeah, it really has. So uh, the other thing we were going to talk about is obviously we have a lot of consoles that are about to launch. And I think true. one of the reasons we haven't seen a ton of news is because we're kind of in that, you know, dead time period before the full on holiday game season begins, hmm. which is a pretty exciting time of year. It's just um, not much news right not there that. yet. No. Yeah. Yeah. People wait for Halloween, you know. Of course, Grand Theft Auto, no matter when you release it, just is a huge hit. Doesn't matter. But, but, um, but I, I think most games, you know, you have to release in that, you know, in the window. You have to get it inside that holiday window, or else they don't make any money. Um, 
So it's, you know, we're right before that happening. So we don't have a lot of news, I think, as a result of that. I mean, yes. is, am, am, I, am I imagining that this happens every year? I think it happens every year. Generally. But so considering that is, uh, it is Halloween, let's take up time, a little bit of tidbit time. Give us mm-hmm. your, favorite, your favorite memory of Halloween. Oh, man, there's a lot of good ones. So, uh, oh, man, there, there are a lot of good Halloween memories. I've had some good ones over the years. Here's one. I, I think this probably is my favorite. This is a great Halloween story. And this is going to help us tease the and something else we'll talk about later on, which is the marathon. So um, one Halloween, you and I got together with a mutual friend of ours and just decided that we would start to make some crappy home movies, as it were. Uh, not really crappy home movies, really kind of skits that we half wrote, half, well, what, what do you really write when you're in high school? You don't really think about these things. And we got so involved in the project that we kind of just ran through the entire evening, as I recall, just making videos. Um, that was a fun Halloween. I had a good time that time, that, that, that Halloween. That was a good one. Hmm. I, I, that's that's funny. I, I could have sworn that you were going to say it was the Halloween you dressed up as Princess Zelda. No one needs to know about that. And that was not my favorite. Oh, well, but I the reason why that, that's we, we're going to tease that for the marathon is because I've heard a rumor that those tapes still exist from Halloween's of yore. I have heard this rumor. I've heard this rumor. And not only that, I've heard that they've also been digitized and might also be exposed to the world were you to watch the gaming marathon this year. So (laughs) keep that in mind uh, when you're thinking about what to view uh, this coming December. Anyway, so, uh, so your, your favorite is, is when I dressed up as princess Zelda. Yes. That's why I just put the, the, the picture of it up for the past two minutes. (laughs) Okay, good. I love having complete control. Yeah. And I, I, I I love, okay. Now I'm reading the chat and I'm seeing everyone reacting to the picture. (laughs) That's, uh, That's great. I'm glad you showed everyone that. I'm so glad. Um, yeah, you, you can't get enough of that one. I really that, that can't. Yeah, that one's just out there all the time. I'll use it. Yeah. So you're so that was your favorite Halloween. So you're gonna you're gonna pull that one off. Okay. That's a very good one. That's um, a good one. Halloween. Uh, How about your? So we talked about our favorite costumes last time. How about we talk about our favorite scary Halloween type movie? Go. Oh, so. Uh, well, okay. The Halloween movie is Hocus Pocus. First off, but regardless, Hocus Pocus. That's yeah. no seriously. That's like without saying. It's like that's the movie. That's yes. the Halloween movie. Yeah. Okay. Hocus. I, I get you. Hocus Pocus. I got you. All right. And good. what's her face? The girl in that was hot. But anyway, hot. Uh, not Thor Birch, but regardless. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> also, I did a costume change. I'm now in my Red Sox jersey. Anyway, because it's, nice. oh. it's Halloween. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly, because you, you want to be as scary as you can to people. Of course. Blah! Big Blah! Oh, my God, it's a Red Sox. It's a, it's a zombie Red Sox player. Oh, um, no, it's just, it's just rude. I was just exposed to a TV short or a TV special this past weekend that's very special in many ways called The Halloween That Almost Wasn't. Oh, my goodness. And I asked you about this before if you'd heard about it. <clears throat> no idea. Not, not a clue about this. This is from 1979. It's on the YouTubes. You should look it up. Trust me. I, I am. The whole thing's there? The mm-hmm. whole thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's less geez. than half an hour. Seriously. Oh, okay. So it's like a made-for-TV special. Yes. Okay. And it stars Judd Hirsch as Dracula. Judd Hirsch. Yeah. Now, I have to admit, 
when you when you first told me Judd Hirsch, for some reason I was thinking of Judge Reinhold. Close. So I was confused. Yeah, I was confused. Sorry. So that was my fault. I, so some of the shock when you first told me about this, I, I hope you understand it now. Like I thought you meant Judge Reinhold. I'm Jim anyway, Hirsch. I'm I'm Jim Hirsch. That's a that's an inside joke. That uh, is like as inside of an inside joke as you get. There there might only be three people in the universe that would understand that inside joke. That's literally, and one of them probably forgot. But anyway, yeah. uh, Judd Hirsch for those for you younger young whippersnappers who don't know, he was on Taxi and uh, uh, a sitcom in the eighties called Dear John. Yeah, I don't know what else and he's, he's in super Jewish. Uh, yeah. He was the dad. He was he was the dad in Independence Day. Yeah, he was. You're right. Um, but yeah, he's Dracula. And and anyway, it's a story about a witch who is angry because no one wants to be a witch on Halloween and blah, blah, blah. Regardless, mm -hmm. it ends in a disco party with monsters. Yeah, Seriously, you got to watch this movie. Yeah. It's awesome. Makes sense. It's perfect to cover pumpkins, too. Anyway, your favorite yeah. of the Halloween movie. Uh, wow. This is it's a tough choice, but I'm going to go with. Oh, come on. It's Mazes and Monsters. <laughs> Beware the sacrilege. Beware the sacrilege. No, I, I don't know if it's really Mazes and Monsters. I, let's see. I don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a horror movie, movie kind of guy. You know, I'm just what? not. Come on, Hocus Pocus. Uh, just say Hocus Pocus and be done with it. Yeah, Hocus Pocus and be done with it. Also, I'm, I'm going to strip here in front of you just for a moment. Keep talking. No, don't do that. Uh, it's, a, it's a zombie Red Sox player stripping. <laughs> Um, all right, I, I'm done with this. I don't want to talk about this anymore. So we're going to move on now oh, to the, tits and bits? the topic du jour. Mm. It's the topic of the day. I love that. Great. P.S. Did you see my tweet of the um, the Jim Carrey chip tooth while they're filming Dumb and Dumber 2? I did not. Is it special? Uh, oh, it's so nice. Dumb and Dumber 2 is coming, folks. That's another... That is your favorite movie of all time, isn't it? I, it, it, might, it might be my favorite movie of all time. I've heard you say this in the past. No, no use denying it. It is the greatest film created by human beings that I have ever seen. Aww, we've been we remind people of of uh, John, John the Johns from that might be they might be giants. Oh, that's cool. That is kind of cool, actually. I like that. That, that is that's good. That's good. I like that. <clears throat> anyway, that's, that's we're all about positive role models here. And Lynn Sanity. We're definitely and about Lynn Sanity. Sanity, which is not a person apparently. It's a it's a force. John Lynn Sanity. Actually, John, Lynn, what's your name? Lynn Sanity. John Lynn Sanity. Um, that is a great name. Someone should change their name to John Lynn Sanity. On it. On it. All right. So the topic du jour, we, we decided we want to talk a little bit about mad scientists. Because mad scientists are such a big part of Halloween, even if not a lot of people dress up as mad scientists. But there's always... Mad scientists involved. There are some of the, the, you know, coolest characters in some of the scariest movies that that people show on Halloween. We thought, why not break it down? We're cultural critics here at the Clan of the Great Wolf. We're cultural critics, and we look deeply into cultural constructions, like mad scientists, for example, and cats, and cats. Mm -hmm. We look deeply into cats. Well, maybe you look deeply into cats. I don't do that. I just was. Were you looking deeply into a cat? Deeply. What'd you see? For. I'm not. I'm not that surprised by that. I, th <laughs> I thought you were going to come up with a better answer than that. So I sure. just, I right. just call them as I see them. Yeah, calls them as I, as I see them close up. So Dumb and Dumber is the Citizen Kane of movies. It really is. <laughs> Citizen Kane of movies. That's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> um, so what? Let's talk about mad scientists. So yes. So mad scientists 
are I mean, what, what do we think about mad scientists in general? I mean, what, what, how did this whole thing come about? What is a mad scientist? What do they do? What makes a mad scientist? Is the original mad scientist really Victor Frankenstein? I'll be honest with you. When I when I proposed this subject, I was thinking of Victor Frankenstein. <laughs> um, no, I was, seriously, and, it, it comes from Frankenstein, I, which is like a two hundred year old novel. Yes. As I as I think about it in my head, can anyone think of one earlier than that? Frankenstein is the first. Mad scientist. I mean, the whole. And why is that important? It's important because Mary Shelley writes Frankenstein because it is a kind of the mad scientist is created as not, by the way, someone that is evil. Right. So we should point that out. I don't think mad scientists have to be evil. Frankenstein is trying to do good things. He's, He's trying, trying to, to create reanimate the dead. Yeah. Everlasting life and such. Everlasting life is trying to make people. Uh, uh, live forever, and and in doing so, the reason that that Frankenstein the novel becomes so popular is because it it really becomes a story about how maybe there are some questions that shouldn't be answered by science. Maybe there are some things that you know we shouldn't dabble in uh, because it, re- it it interferes with the courses of nature, or the courses of you know of of the creator, or things like that. Right? What hath science wrought? Exactly. That, that what makes us mad scientists mad, basically? They're, they're, is it because they're actually crazy or because they do things that normal scientists just wouldn't do? Yeah, so I think, I think it's the latter because it's, it's more about eccentricity. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, they're just, they're, you know, brilliant people with just a, just a couple screws a little loose. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. A little bit. Like, a little bit not quite right in the head. Like Doc Brown from Back to the Future? Like Doc Brown from Back the Doc Brown from Back to the Future might just be one of the... I think he has to be one of the top five mad scientists of all time. Mm-hmm. And Doc Brown is by no means evil. Mm-mm. He's not... I mean, you know, we should point out the reason that mad scientist gets utilized is because kind of the deprecated use of mad, meaning right. more insane. And, more and, and usually evil, especially around Halloween. Mad scientists, oh, they're evil and they make monsters. Or, right. You know. Right. Or they, you know, mix uh, bubbly chemicals together and fog comes out of it. Anyway, so, you That's know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Ooh, science. <laughs> but um, but anyway, so, so you know, the, the mad scientist uh, d- doesn't have to be evil. Doc Brown's not evil at all. Doc Brown's, you know. In fact, Doc Brown is, is eccentric because Doc Brown discovers the secret to time travel when he hits his head on a sink. Something all of us have probably done at some point, right? Mm-hmm. So there's also a little bit of haphazardness to it. There's, you know, a little bit of the, you know, um, the, uh, the, the, you know, the way they stumble upon these secrets. It's not just that they're studying things like we know scientists do, but they kind of just stumble onto stuff. Right. You know? well, well, something that some guy was just saying that Wikipedia, <clears throat> he's given us the Wikipedia, says that mm. perhaps the closest figure to mytholo- in Western mythology to the modern mad scientist was Daedalus, who created the labyrinth. Yep. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's a little stretching it, I think. Yeah. He might have been mad, but a scientist? Eh. Yeah. Eh. I don't I don't know about that. No, I'm not I'm not on board with that. I think a, a a mad scientist is not So mad scientists can be can be evil though. They can oh, do you know, I mean, I'm thinking of like, you know, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of evil mad scientists is Dr. Wiley for some reason. Oh, from well. Man. Yeah. yeah, and that's he's just kind of evil for being evil. He's just for the heck of it. Yeah, just evil. I'm gonna take over these robots and yeah. blow crap up. 
That's I'm, right. That's what I do. That's right. Uh, well, but that's the he he totally has the mad scientist. Uh, you know, eight, the typical mad scientist get up, you know, the, always with the lab coat and the crazy, almost Einstein-like with the crazy white hair everywhere. I don't know. Do people consider Albert Einstein a mad scientist? Maybe, maybe not. He does kind of look like Albert Einstein, doesn't he? He, he really does. Uh, and usually portrayed with a German accent for some reason in film yeah. films and such. Yeah. <laughs> so, There's probably something to that as well, you know. Well, yeah. The, the German, you know accent is somehow more scientific i don't know but uh yeah and so uh him and doc brown also look the same the typical anytime you see a typical mad scientist is the white coat with white hair crazy and like you said bubbles and chemicals everywhere um but i don't know so so what i don't know what what are some of your favorite ones throughout history in i mean they're because they're they exist in literature and movies and video games like we're just we just you know we talked about three one from each essentially yeah so uh i was thinking about you know, preparing for this episode i was i was thinking about a couple that i really like so one that i think is cool so the other thing we should point out is that some mad scientists actually become kind of caricatures of mad scientists which is why they're funny right yeah, and Dr. I, wiley himself is really a caricature yeah, and, and and I like that. I think that's I think that's cool. So I tend to like those. So one that that people might not think of right off the bat is Doctor Evil from Austin Powers. <laughs> well, is, I really is love he super? But is he super villain or mad scientist? He's kind of both. Yeah, kind you know, of both. I mean, he's got he's he's got all the he's got all the best parts of both. You know, I mean, he is kind of a, a super villain from the Bond world. That's the first thought for him. But he's also a mad scientist. He's a doctor. He's making lasers. He's Time got freaking laser beams on sharks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he is he's got secret lairs in mountains. He basically all right. basically goes to all of the archetypes of the very famous Jonathan Colton song, Skull Crusher Mountain. <laughs> yes. That is true. And yeah. that is definitely a mad scientist song. It is. It's a mad scientist song and it describes, I think, Dr. Evil. I so, think he's a good one. I think many, I, yeah. many, many the many Bond supervillains you could say are evolutions of the mad scientist trope. They are. I think that's. I think that's an accurate statement. And Doctor Evil is uh, is a very, very loose, uh, thinly veiled allusion to uh, was it Bloomfeld from early uh, Doctor. Uh, I'm sorry. James oh Bond. yes, 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 yes. Where he's like stroking the cat, the white cat. And he's got the gray suit top. and he's bald. It's very, yeah. very thinly veiled. Exactly. So, yeah, and that, that's it's direct the Bond villain there. So. Spectre. Um, no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. So the uh, my favorite, though, I think my favorite mad scientist of all time is Dr. Hubert Farnsworth. Someone already mentioned him in the uh, in the chat. Well, pin a rose <laughs> on their nose. Uh, they, they my you. favorite, my favorite is, is Hubert Farnsworth, and the reason why I like Hubert Farnsworth is because he's kind of the typical. Um, he, he is a caricature of the mad scientist, but he's, you know, because there are obviously a lot of episodes where they where they play up the fact that he's kind of just like crazy. I'm just doing something because I'm crazy. But he's also got that, you know, that that uh, that feeling to him. He's just kind of lighthearted. He just he just kind of stumbles on things and he has he's just trying to solve problems and, or, or you know, problems, whatever. Yeah, or make problems, whatever, whatever you like. Um, so you know, I, I I like him. He's just he just makes me laugh. And and uh, Billy West, 
as as Hubert Farnsworth is just uh, iconic, and uh, I, I will. I'm sad they canceled Futurama again. Um, yeah, again. But I, <laughs> I hope this means that they make more movies because I think their their little three part, four part movies were awesome. People pe- people give uh, 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 Zoidberg, who could also be considered a mad scientist, but Zoidberg, yeah. or at least a mad doctor. Yeah. Zoidberg and Bender get a lot of credit, but I think Farnsworth is my favorite character in the whole series. Yeah, I think so too. Good news, I mean, everyone. Azuzu. Um, yeah, I, I I really really do like Hubert Farnsworth. You know what I just thought of was uh, Doctor hmm. Mephisto from. Uh, that sounds familiar. What is that from? South Park. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. He creates the monkeys with three asses. And again, and the rabbits with three asses. And that's based off of the island of Dr. Moreau. Dr. Moreau, which I think is is uh, also a 19th century novel, if I'm not mistaken. So we're, we're seeing this kind of skeptical science, you know, movement uh, in literature that we're probably uh, scoping out here. To the internet. Yes, the island to of Dr. The... Moreau is by H.G. Wells. That's why I thought. 1896. Okay, so I was... Well, I was I barely I barely squeaked that. Ah, one you squeaked that in. It's good. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So those by are the my way, favorites. Sorry, so what are your favorites? My favorites uh, update. Boston still leads five zero in the middle of the fourth inning. Cool. Thanks for that. Uh, yes. Anytime. Uh, I have to go. My favorite is Doc Brown. Just cause. Yeah, Doc Brown is awesome. <coughs> Dying slightly. Pardon me. Um, no, come on. He's. Very obvious. He's a, you can't even question he's a mad scientist. He's eccentric. Yeah. Yep. I'll get out. He's got the hair. He's yep. got the white lab coat when you first meet him. Yep. Uh, he's scatterbrained and just fun. And uh, Christopher Lloyd does an amazing performance. Uh, Christopher Lloyd was born to play Doc Brown. Yes. Christopher um, Lloyd, going full circle here, also starred in the sitcom Taxi. Yeah, we're having a taxi night tonight, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? Judd Hirsch and... And Christopher Lloyd, that's just crazy. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on uh, who else was in Taxi? What are your thoughts on Danny DeVito? Did he, was he yeah. for a mad scientist in something? Danny DeVito is an American treasure. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I a very so, small listen, American treasure. Let, let me just tell you, I I just recently, <laughs> within the last year, started watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, and God. you know, take it or leave it. It's not it's not the the greatest it's not the greatest show I've ever seen. Eh, I kind of leave it. Yeah, it's okay. But Danny DeVito, every time he's on, he is laugh out loud funny. Danny DeVito makes that show in my mind. But anyway, go ahead. Um, so you said Doc Brown. Yeah, I was going to say, was there a movie where Danny DeVito was like a, a, a scientist or something? I think you're thinking of when he played the Penguin in Batman, oh. which is kind of a mad scientist. Wasn't he... <clears throat> was he the doctor... No, I might be thinking of twins and mixing that up. Who was the doc? <laughs> Who was the <laughs> twins? The American classic. Uh, it's movie. not a terrible movie. Shut up. I didn't say it was terrible. I said well, it was an American classic. Who um? Who was the doctor in in uh? Junior, is that the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant? Yes, it is. Was Danny DeVito in that? And was he the doctor? I think you're mixing this up with twins. Dang it. Because that would have yeah. been awesome if Danny DeVito was a mad scientist. I would call that uh, mad science. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. I'm going to go again with another one of my favorite movies. And also, uh, 
from the 80s is uh how about egon spengler from ghostbusters oh that is a great one that's a great one he's definitely well he's definitely the brains behind the whole team he makes most of the stuff with ray but ray's more like a he's more into the occult side of things because yeah dan Aykroyd's honestly into the occult that's why he's wanted to make the movie in the first place (laughs) yeah uh but but uh egon spengler uh you know he's he's got the crazy hair he he's kind of especially in the cartoon he's kind of you know aloof and and a little bit eccentric you know he collects spores molds and fungus um but and and he's got some great dry wit bam yeah yeah, I, 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 that's a that's a dark horse. I, that, that's a good one. Hey, Danny DeVito yeah. was the Doctor and Junior. Yes, See? I win. Winner. We got three taxi references. Three taxi references in one Echo Screen episode. Can that's we, just unbelievable. Can we get Mary Lou Henner in here somewhere? <laughs> you know what one I thought you would, would say for sure hmm? is... Dr. Horrible, Sing Along Blog. I thought for sure you would mention that as your Someone your else just mentioned time. that. That's um, yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Neil Patrick Harris. That's yeah. that's very good. Well, I mean, yes. And he, Now, talk about squeezing out a trope yeah. uh, of the Mad Doctor. That's something Joss Whedon did very well. You know, just like the... If you've never seen it, it's hilarious. you got to go online and watch it right now. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's good music in it, too. But yeah, no, just like to have, but slightly turning it on its head. You know, you got the mad doctor who just wants to control the world because why not? He wants not? to make it better yep. uh, or and just control it really. But, you know, he kind of sucks at it <laughs> and he has a little blog where he whines about it to, to the world. Yeah, that's know. cool. Uh, it's a great movie though. Um, I, I don't know. People from, people from, from the chat, anything else, uh, any other great mad scientists that you uh enjoy one i'm seeing right there i thought was a pretty good one is rick Uh, moranis from honey i shrunk the kids that is very good yeah i don't i I, it's cool but i don't know if i call him a mad scientist i guess he kind of is sonic rose he's definitely a mad scientist and sonic rose is the one who mentioned dr horrible you win yes absolutely nothing yes there you go see good um let me think Who, who are some others that that we think should be up there um, video games are full of mad scientists. Video games are full of mad scientists. Good lord! Uh, I mean, in many ways. Well, I, I don't know if you could say that. I mean, there is a Sid from Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, he's always well. The Sid character in general is always a little mad scientisty in most of the games. Oh, um, JSC three fifteen has a good one. How about Willy Wonka? Not not the, 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 the Gene Wilder version, I yeah. would say. Definitely. He's Definitely. very he's quite mad scientist. He's a mad scientist of chocolate. Yep. I I think that's that's a that's a great one. But also uh, he has uh, he has I think a part of the mad scientist thing is to be a mad scientist you have to do something weird with technology or or science in general that is kind of out, is outside the norm, maybe yeah. bending the laws of nature a bit too much, yeah. you know, spitting in the face of God, whatever you want to call right. it. I think, right. you know, turning children into blueberries might qualify. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I say I say that qualifies pretty well. Turning children into blueberries uh, definitely counts. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's see. I'm trying to think of some more game mad scientists. Well, there's Dr. Dr. Robotnik. Doctor Robotnik is a perfect one. That's that's a great one. Uh, again, very tropish, like uh, Doctor Wiley. Yeah. You know, he just wants to 
control the world. He just want, he wants to turn little cuddly animals into robots because why not? Okay. How about Wesker from Resident Evil? Someone mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Uh, kind of that's nice that's a nice one. That's a little bit different. Yeah. You know, because he's also pretty badass. You know. Yeah. Which is not normally something you attribute to bad scientists. No. No. Mad scientists that that can beat your <clears> ass. Here's one I think you'll like that someone that uh, some guy just mentioned is Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, that's a great one. Dexter <laughs> Dexter is Dexter's a show because of the mad scientist. It's it's like yeah. it's it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Nikola Tesla. Yeah, Nick, there you go. Nikola Tesla is a mad scientist. He you know what? He is like a real life mad scientist. I mean, people okay, people go a little bit crazy with the Tesla love, honest to god, seriously. Yeah. Chill really already. Yeah, but people go nuts about Tesla. He, he was a, he was a bit of a mad scientist because he was kind of nuts, especially in his later years. So there you go. He's trying to build, you know, ways to conduct electricity through the earth and supposedly death rays and things like that which yeah. you probably never actually got to make or even close hey, to but still have you ever played command and conquer red alert he succeeded the tesla coil well tesla coil is an actual thing yeah i know i'm just saying yes that's um, first time but, i ever heard of tesla but they use them as, yeah but they use them as, as a death ray <laughs> um which i i love i love that game it's so so awesome dr freeman i feel like we're missing a a really big mad scientist why am I thinking that? I feel like we're missing a really obvious one. From, well, let's see. Look, I mean, some of the biggest. What about GLaDOS from Portal? She could be considered a mad scientist. Of sorts. No, GLaDOS no. isn't a scientist. It's a machine. But she likes to run tests. No. Man. Um, I'd say Andrew Ryan is an entrepreneur. He's, he's not more. I'm like, Andrew. Yeah, he's not. No, he's not. He's <clears throat> Dr. Freeman. Gordon Freeman is, I think, actually could work, but he Gordon Freeman fits that Wesker, Wesker thing. Except for Gordon, Gordon Freeman's not really trying to experiment with anything, is he? I mean, he just kind of falls into someone he experiments else's experiments with aliens' faces and his crowbar. Yeah, that is a good experiment. Uh, I use that experiment many, many, many a time. When it's next sixty minutes. Neocortex. Episode, that's a, a great really one. one. Thank you, Roman. Neocortex. <laughs> that's a that's a great one. Uh, I, I mean, and we're only focusing on the now right, now. right now, we're only focusing on the video games. But I mean, there's yeah. tons from Doc Ock is a great one from uh, the comics. Doc Ock, yes, that's a mad scientist. That's a great one. That's a great one. So, so I mean, so what are some of the what? What makes these guys? What makes it, we mentioned some of our favorites? What makes them great? You know, people from well, the chat have also said some of their favorites. So yeah, well, I think I think a great mad scientist is so there are so let's let's try to figure out the categories of mad scientists right uh-huh. i think there is the kind of the Agent. the ones that we all seem to love are the are the good-natured eccentric mad scientists your doc you browns know? your egon spenglers yeah exactly they they're not trying to hurt anybody they'd like to save the world if they could with science and they're trying to put their gift to good use mm-hmm. then there's kind of the evil the evil mad scientist of you know they're just trying to destroy the world and they they don't even really know why they're just doing it right they're just crazy bent on trying to destroy things um 
Lex Luthor is a great example of that. Oh, thing. yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, so, so, you know, like a, like a Dr. Wiley. That's why I thought of him. He just wants to, he just has no real reason. He just kind of takes over things. And, and I mean, we all to. know Dr. Wiley because he's been in so many Mega Man games, but is he yeah. anyone's favorite? No, no but and I think that's because he's too, he's too much of a trope. He's too yeah. close. I think when, when you have a mad scientist that kind of turns things on, on its head a little bit, yep. you know, um, Makes it a little bit more memorable in the mind. Yeah. Now, are there any other t kinds of mad scientist besides the kind of evil and good, basically? Well, I don't know if it's necessarily good. I think they're just, you know, kind of haphazard. They're they're not trying to hurt someone with science. They're trying to. Although help they people. might still. You, know, you actually, that's something a mad scientist is likely to do, even if they're good, is uh, not mean to, but hurt some someone regardless. Yeah, like sending someone back, you know, back to nineteen fifty-five without real, you know, without meaning to, and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I maybe maybe that is it. I, I felt like there might be a few more different kinds, but it seems like they're kind of reducible <laughs> in those terms, aren't they? Yes, it really is. I mean, you got your good and your bad, essentially. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And you got your subsets, like we were talking before about your supervillains, like your Bond supervillains, which. Some could be well, considered mad scientists. Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they're a subsection of the evil category. And then you have, yeah. you know, you have your good. I think you have your your ambiguously good ones. That that that's what makes them mad is that they do good things that could be used wrongly. You know, yeah, like yeah. the Danny DeVito character from Junior. He he tries to make life in Arnold Schwarzenegger, and <laughs> it somehow backfires. I'm sure I've never actually seen the movie. But oh, that's a good point. We what about this is a, this is a great point. Um, what about a, we need to think of at least one female mad scientist. We need to do oh, that. Oh, they they exist definitely. I know, but we got to think of one because I, I think I don't think we've even talked we about. We can't them. end this before we come up with one. We gotta. We have to. We have to come up with a female mad scientist. I mean, they've got to be out there. Think about that. <sighs> Man, we're sexist. Well, no, I just. I, I mean, it's not us. We're just trying to recall stuff that's already been made. Yeah, but we can't come up with it. Well, yeah, but maybe everybody that's ever made, maybe there people are making way too many male mad scientists and not enough female ones. I'm just waiting for someone in the chat to say something. Yeah, I know. I'm waiting for a suggestion there, too. I, I, there's got to be one. we got to think of, of a female mad scientist. Oh, got one. Pearl Forrester from MST3K. Oh, I didn't even think about that. She is a mad scientist. That's, uh, well, well. Yeah, she is. Doctor Forrester really is the first one in there. What, where, yeah, where do they fit on that subset? I guess they're evil. Yeah, they're evil. They're totally evil. Like, but they're they actually evil. Yeah, but they, yeah. Well, they, but they, they say that right. Like, they say that right in the show. Like, we're evil, and we don't really even know why. Luca from Chrono Trigger. She's a mad scientist. Nah, is she really it's... though? Kind of. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. I, I think Luca probably is. I saw Luca before. I I guess I discounted that too easily. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, Walter White's just a crazy man with cancer. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He's just a bad guy, basically. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right, so we, we, we got one now. I think we're good. So, you know, I, I, think, I think the mad scientist is one of those characters that... This is why they're interesting. I, I don't think many people want to go out and play mad scientists for Halloween... Um, That's true. Because mad scientists lot, kind of seem to be almost vehicles for other people. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, they're not usually the center of the story. Yeah, they're what moves the story along. 
Exactly. They're never usually the protagonist. They kind of just help the protagonist do what they're trying to do. Or they're the antagonist. Or they're the antagonist altogether. That's exactly right. So that's, that's so, a good point. Yeah. I, it's tough to think of something that's really about... Except for Dexter uh, from Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah. Sam Beckett, maybe? Yes. Doctor Who? Totally yeah, I, mad scientist? I was thinking about that. Yeah. There are definitely mad scientist aspects to him. I would say. Oh yes, especially there certain, are mad scientist aspects to c- it. Certain uh, certain versions more than others. By yeah, the way, I'll, you need to watch Dalek. Okay. From the Ninth Doctor. I'll keep that keep that in mind. Amazon Prime, go watch it now. Amazon Prime. <laughs> All right. So um, so anyway, I I think uh, the mad scientist is pretty neat. I had never played a mad scientist for Halloween. I don't think you have either. You ever done one for Halloween? No. You know what you have played though is uh, Princess Zelda. No. You don't have any proof of that. Ah, uh, you're right. Sorry. Okay. Well, I'm glad we dispelled that little rumor. No one needs to be thinking falsities about yours truly. <laughs> anyway. anyway, so, uh, no, I, I, you know, I, I like the old, I like the mad scientists. The mad scientists are cool. I think we should. In fiction. I think that uh, the best mad scientist, though, like, I, like I, I'm, I'm kind of sad that... Farnsworth won't be around anymore, at least in a in the in the show of uh, Futurama. But hopefully they'll make some more movies with him. But you know, it's like if if you could ever make a, a mad scientist real, I think I would probably like to have Doc Brown around. He just seems like a fun guy. Oh yeah. Like, could you imagine having a cup of coffee with with Doc Brown? I think that would be fun as hell. Well, yeah. Be, besides, if you're going to make a time machine to a car, why not do it with some style? With a 1982 DeLorean. Okie dokie. Yeah, because who else would who else would think about that? So, all right, folks. So now we're going to move to uh, the final, third and final. Ah, Doctor Fred from Maniac Mansion. Okay, sorry, I just had to say that one. Go that's ahead. a good. That's another that's good. See, we're, we're, you're going to be sleeping tonight. You're going to wake up out of out of a deep sleep, and you're going to go. And you're going to name your favorite mad scientist that you forgot on yep. the show. I just know it. <laughs> um, all right, so we want to want to move into the third phase. Oh, all right. We may be broadcasting again. What? Right now. Where? Wait, now, now. Right now? Right now. You mean not? Not you that. Mean right now? I mean right now. Hey! Hey, everybody! Remember <laughs> what I said about all those technical glitches that we never have? Wah wah. We had them. Um... We have. That's what happens when you're 
sound drivers decide to crap out randomly for no reason for the first time ever. Interesting. It is interesting and yes. weird. So, but we're back. On a, on a side note, I only have you in my left channel. So I'm not saying that anything you might have completely fixed the whole thing, but at least, you know, I'll take one channel. I totally did. It is two. It's fine. Um, what the hell were we talking about? Well, we were just going to go on to uh, the question and answer portion. Oh, that's correct. That is correct. So I, I remember now. So I had just asked you what I think to be a great question from one of the good friends of, of the program, Sonic Rose, who asks, what was the first game to ever scare you? Ooh. I thought that was a good one. That was a good one. You, should, you go first. Let me think about this that. This is a tough one for me because I got scared pretty easily uh, by games in the past. I, I, I have a, I have kind of a, I have kind of a history of being really frightened by video games. Um, uh, the first game to ever scare me. Okay, you're bad at this. Uh, Super Castlevania 4. Super Castlevania 4 scared you? It did. When you're getting in those uh, dungeons underneath and it's like dark at night. Yeah, that can be scary. Uh, I think you're reaching. I would say, so the reason why I, I'm thinking back. Your face is reaching. <laughs> I had to think back a little further. I, I, am, I, I, mean, I remember being very frightened. <laughs> By games that should not be frightening. <laughs> well, you should stop eating pounds and pounds of whole wheat bread. <laughs> I just saw that too. I don't. I don't do that at all. And I never said that. Um, <laughs> in fact, who would ever say that? Who would ever share that thought? Oh, wait, who would ever say and, what? No, I'm. I'm not saying it. <laughs> no. Um, I would say I would say one of the first games I remember playing that that actually genuinely scared me was Seventh Guest. I was pretty scared by that game, just because it was it was scary. I played it by myself. It was scary. Um, Doom Doom scared me. Um, I would say the game that first gave me a genuinely frightening moment that was totally scripted and totally got me mm -hmm. was one of the very first moments in the original Unreal. Uh, this is this is the game that that in many ways solidified Cliff Blazinski and Epic Games, uh, where you basically you get into this building after you like crash land, and you look down the hallway and the lights go out one by one and you're in completely in the dark, and you just hear all these horrible loud noises catching up to you, and then the lights turn on and there's like. Horrible monsters in front of you. I was scared to death of that. I'm sorry, the correct answer was Super Castlevania 4. Right. Yeah, that was the actual. Uh, Ted Flintstone. Let's see. Ted Flintstone asks, who's winning, Red Sox or Cardinals? Red Sox, obviously. That yeah, was I easy. I think the Red Sox. Score update. Score. No, don't do a score. Five to zero, bottom of the fifth, Red Sox. Okay. Um, very good then. Let's start streaming the game right now. Yeah, and get shut down in five minutes by the government. Ray Matt asks, "What are your favorite subreddits?" Oh, awesome! Well, I know who yours are. You go first. Yeah, we've talked about this a few times. I I like the Game of Thrones subreddit. I check that every day. You like uh, Lady Boners? No. 
No, I, I do like gentleman boners though. That's a great <laughs> subreddit. One of my favorites of all time. Um, you know, I'm kind of boring in this regard. I, I I'm kind of I'm still relatively new to Reddit, so I don't really explore it all the time. Lame. Um, I like the I like the um, here we go. I like the Murica subreddit. That's pretty good. Pretty funny. All right. Oh, reaction gifs. Reaction gifs is probably. I, my I'm f- sorry, I don't know what that is. Do you mean reaction gifs? No, I yes, mean reaction gifs. Um, all right, I'm just going to run down mine and hopefully not accidentally say something embarrassing. Uh, Android, ask historians, um, ask science, uh, cord cutters, data is beautiful, uh, Daystrom Institute, which is where you go for in depth Star Trek discussions. Uh, explain like I'm five fantasy football which is actually very very handy for fantasy football uh, fan theories gadgets Gallifrey which is where you go for in-depth Doctor Who discussion uh, game deals it's pretty good games which is like a better version of gaming which is a yeah. cesspool yeah gaming sucks yep uh, historical what if internet is beautiful life pro yep. tips map porn which is just awesome Mildly interesting, which is one of my favorites, because it's it is very true to its word. It has mildly interesting things, uh, pictures of things. Uh, neutral, neutral yeah. politics, which is really not all that neutral. Um, <laughs> Roomba, which is great. It's cute pictures of animals on Roombas. It's R O O M B A W W. You know, you know, you love it. I do love the awe subreddit, but I, I've never seen Roomba. Uh, slow cooking, technology, theory of Reddit, triangle, true gaming. There you go. You asked. I delivered. All right, then. Good. I'm, I'm, I hope that answers your question. It really okay. could have way more than you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ellie Feeden. Asks, I met a kid who said his life goal was to play every game in, the, in existence. Disregarding the cost of games and consoles, do you think he can do it? Nope. No, I don't think so either. That was easy. Yeah. Next. Score update. Oh, God. Why does this happen? Up. Oh, Boston's still up 5-0 at the end of the fifth. Next. Uh, all right. The next question was a score update, wasn't it? No, it was not. No. Not, not at all. All right, so Andy1404AR asks, if you, were to, if you were to review a game which is a sequel of a very well-established franchise, which took many good elements from previous games with little to no change, how bad is it for a game? How bad? Man, I, I am... I'm re, I've... I thought this said something, and then I read it again, and now I realize this question makes little to no sense. <laughs> you, but let's read it again. Let's read it again. No, no, no. Let's no. Is we're gonna that take this whenever we're ta- had to we're that taking- what everyone ever did? Is that a subreddit? <laughs> <laughs> it, it better if, be. Yeah. If you were to review a game, <laughs> this is this is actually. Really interestingly worded. If you were right. to review a game, okay, I'm reviewing game. So far, Got it. good. Go ahead. Yep, so far, if I was, which I'm is a game. sequel. It's a sequel. I'm reviewing a sequel 
of a very well-established franchise. This is a sequel and a franchise everyone knows, and I'm reviewing it. Right. So, like, Got if it. I were to say if I were to review Halo 2. Okay. Which took many good elements from previous games the, with little to no change. Okay, the sequel. I'm reviewing the sequel, and it's it it's it's very similar to the previous games in this well-established fran- franchise. Got it. Right. With little to no change. <clears throat> Ama. Okay. How bad is it for a game? <laughs> Probably not if it's a good game and it takes... Look at Pokemon. It's been doing pretty much the same thing for six generations and like 28 uh, games. It's doing pretty well. I... The end. I, I'm sorry, Andy. I refuse to answer this question. That, <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense. That... I, 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 I actually already closed the window because I reading it again is only going to make me laugh harder. So that's not good for anybody. If it weren't for my horse, I would have never spent that year in college. <laughs> Oh, evil Manny Manny. Quick, another sweet serenade of subreddits. Go. There's more sweet serenades. What are your most hated subreddits? Politics. Oh, no. Atheism. That's not not even a real subreddit anymore, so that's okay. No, it's not. Uh, Gaming is pretty bad. Gaming is horrible. Oh, oh, here's one I'm not subscribed to, but I love. You, you know, you see, you know how the pics subreddit can have a lot of like pictures of like nothing worthwhile. Yes. And it's like yes. part of the the whole reason is like someone says something in the in in the title. Like literally the other day, there was a picture of birth control, and someone said, "I'm proud. I work at a Target, and I'm proud that we sell this." And that was it. And it had like three thousand upvotes. Yeah. There is a there is a subreddit called. Hold on. <laughs> no sob story. It's no underscore sob underscore story. And it basically just reposts the worst offenders. It reposts the worst offending pics of, of our pics. And it just actually tells you what it is. So, for example, for that particular one, it just <laughs> says picture of a plan B pillbox. <laughs> uh, uh, that's pretty good. Uh, Fog. Here's another one. Guy playing video games. A car. <laughs> Sideways note with crappy handwriting. So it strips out the story and it's like, it basically tells you, look, this thing doesn't belong in pics. It, it's like just someone trying to get some sweet, sweet karma. Anyway. That is a good one. hysterical. I like that. That's good. I like that. If you go, I'm sorry, Ted Flintstone. If you, if you go into Reddit, you're not going to come out for a very long time. Yes. Oh, it's... It will take your soul if you let it. Oh, you're okay, Andy. See, you're making fun of Andy, and he—it's not even his first language, English. My goodness. Well, I'm—I'm I'm just saying we—we—we—we we, we, we need. Yeah. I, I wasn't making fun. I, you heard. I, we were, you had to—you had to understand. All I did was read the question out loud. You are so xenophobic. Why? Why are I you really, like this? I really. You're am. obviously okay. not a red. Andy, fan. Andy, send the question you meant to ask over to us, and we will definitely answer it. All right, evil, Mani Mani. Says, change it up a little. This is this is a good one. You right. you, you guys put in your thinking cap for this one, okay? Right, hold on. No, no, I'll wait. Okay, go. Wait, okay. wait. Now I got a better thinking cap. Hold on. Are we good now? Go. All right. Changing it up a little. 
I am in a muddle and need some advice. First of all, who says I'm in a muddle? British people. Uh, okay. I love two women. Ooh, updating advice. One is my ex-girlfriend Commodore who wants to come back to me. Okay. The other is my current girlfriend. Both are lovely girls. That's a tough. That's a tough problem. Uh, but I feel more spiritually attached. Eh, look for like, clarification on that one. To my ex, I am unable to make a decision. Do you have any tips for me? <clears throat> Deep question, evil Monty Monty. This and is by a, the way, hopefully, hopefully your name is not indicative of your general <laughs> persuasion toward the world. Because if you are evil, then you should just date the both. This is, uh, this is obviously a very serious question. And worthy of serious discussion. Go ahead. That was that was your that was your answer. Your answer was to completely dodge the question. Yes. And then, okay. Go. And then just give it right to you. Yeah. So it's, it becomes mine. I passed it. Yeah. Like so, Jeremy Lin. You know this it, part of the question confuses me. I feel more spiritually attached to my ex. What does that mean? That could mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. I'm going to assume what that means is that you felt a better attachment to them, as in uh, you were more comfortable with them, you uh, felt uh, more in concert with them, that they kind of finished your sentences, or things like that, things of that nature. Is, is that a sensible way to make sense of spiritually attached? Yes. Are you asking or do they me mean or like, money, money? I'm asking you. Why is she his ex? You think that's a reasonable I think inference? some guy has a, has a, has an interesting question. Why is she his ex? Yeah, that's a good point. Is the did he break up with her and this is a grass is is always greener type thing? Did evil Monty Monty boot her ass to the curb and now Maybe. he's regretting it? Maybe she couldn't pull off a sweet Kirby hat. <laughs> because God knows only very few people in the world can pull off a a, a sweet Kirby hat. Yes. Uh, maybe, maybe she was not fulfilling his needs. What are you saying? I'm saying maybe she didn't fulfill his needs. Listen, not this following. Is, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this easier for you, evil Monty Monty. Listen, it's a it's a great thing. You got a good problem on your hands. It's a good problem to have. All right, you got you have as you put it, ah. lovely girls. Both of them like you, and both of them want to be with you. Here's what you got to do. All right, you gotta you gotta you gotta think. What if I'm if it's just I'm just all by myself, I'm just thinking. You know, you're just you're just in your, you're deep in contemplation before you go to sleep at night. You're just looking up at the sky. What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about the ex? Are you thinking about your current girlfriend? And the one you're probably thinking about, you should ask yourself why. Why is that? What is the, what is the reason for that I'm asking about, that I'm thinking about this? And if the answer is anything more than just kind of sorting through annoyance for the ex, because we all know we think about those things sometimes, annoyance with the ex, maybe the ex is the answer. Just throwing it out there. Otherwise, I think you should stick with, because we all know a bird in hand is worth two in the bush. And I think we all know that that's a thinly veiled euphemism. So, 
Love the one you're with, my friend, as Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young says. Love the one you're with. Well, Evil, Evil Money Money says that he broke up with his ex because she kissed an acquaintance of theirs. Okay. Yeah, so she she's a total hoe bag. Well, hold on, hold on. Maybe she made a mistake. Well, wait a minute. You can't kissing somebody is not a is not a mistake. Well, I I, I don't mean mistake as in oops, I kissed you. I fell and my lips are on your lips. Oops, I'm in Congress. No, it's maybe <laughs> maybe she did something that was wrong and was like, oh crap, I I shouldn't have done that, and I'm sorry, and maybe things are better now. You know, most people would take that and say, nope, can't trust her. Ever, yeah. And leave her to the curb. Listen, boot her booty. I would yep. say you got You got to got to slow down. And maybe she learned her lesson. Maybe, maybe not. You got to expand. You know, explore all the details. This is a very complicated question that we can't and explore answer. all of the all the details of your current lovely girlfriend. Because let me yeah. tell you something. Yes, yeah, you got to make sure you give that person a shot. The last thing you want to do is go sending her ass off to the curb to go back to your ex, and then all of a sudden you realize one day you never really gave the, 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 the nice, lovely young lady a shot. But what you got to do... Don't... Yeah. You, you got you to gotta make a decision. That's the important thing. Yeah, make a decision. And don't... Make a decision and, and, and give it a real chance. You know, don't be all wishy-washy on both, and then you're like, oh, what's going on? Because you know what happens with the dog with the bone looked into a reflection and he wanted that other bone and he dropped what was in his mouth to get it he had no birds in the bush and he had no bones in his mouth he had no bones in the bush or in his mouth i hope we've given you something to think about (laughs) (laughs) okay um we do like do a little the more you know i feel i needed some beer for that listen explanation Andy's come back triumphantly with his question. Okay? Oh, sweet. So I'm, I'm, we're going to skip right to that one right now. Andy, 1404 AR. What, what a good sport Let's Andy go. is, by the way. Can I just say, great, what a great sport Andy. What I meant more or less, think of like a Mario game, which reuses many elements from previous games, right? Totally yeah. does. I've heard Got of this it. before. Yes. But what if there was little innovation? Could mean a lot of things. Would you rate the game higher if it tried a little more of an innovative approach, even if it turned out badly. And I would say no. You know, probably just not. Just because you try something, you know, you might get points from that for me, but I wouldn't rate the game higher. The game is good or bad. It's not, you know, I think a game can stand on its own premise and its own mechanics and its own, you know, just its own unique package. You don't have to always compare games. To previous iterations, you know, super, uh, uh, Zelda Two, right, is very different than than the original Legend of Zelda, and it is, I think, you judge it on its own merits, not by virtue of what the first game was. And some people like Zelda Two better because Zelda Two is a is a different game. And if you had never played the original Legend of Zelda and you just played Zelda Two, I think it, you know, it, it actually becomes more fun in a way because you don't compare it to the other one. Now I might be willing to give more points to a a sequel if it does try something new, just for the fact that it does, but not necessarily. That doesn't necessarily make it overall better. No, and that's why I, I wouldn't rate. It yeah, I might just approve. I, I might just you know like see what they were trying to do and be like, oh, nice try, even though it sucked. Yeah, better luck yeah. next time. But this old game was better, you know. Exactly. 
So good. I'm glad we cleared that one up, Andy. Thanks for uh, being a, a good sport with us. Maxim asks, what is your favorite beer? Ooh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I got some in the fridge right now. Sam Adams Oktoberfest is damn fine beer. It is. Damn fine. I also love the cherry wheat. Uh, I'm not so much on the fruity beers. It, no, but it's subtle. It's subtle. I, but, it's, but it's still a fruity beer. It's, not... it, you know, it's a lot more subtle than I got a Sam Adams... Uh, uh, like summer fruity fruity fruitopia. That's pretty much what it was. I got the summer pack, and it had like a lemon beer and a blueberry beer, and then this, that, and the other. And it was like strong. Was like ah, what the hell? I've had one, I've had one blueberry beer in my life that I liked that was that was pretty good. But everything else I've ever had this fruity is just terrible. <laughs> my favorite beer. I don't. You know, I like beer in general. I just like beers. I, 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 with this caveat, I don't like dark beer. I don't, I'm not a port porter kind of guy, and I'm not a you know, uh, I, I don't really like Guinness. I don't like stouts. Um, well, I like them, but I like them as what they were designed to be, which is a dessert beer, not a, you know, enjoying a few kind of beer. You don't drink like four Guinnesses in a row because no. you'll have, you know, that is like eating pounds and pounds of wheat bread a day. Um, but just to name one that I really like, here's a there's a great, uh, beer from, that is imported from Germany called Franziskana, which means Franciscan in German. Very, very good beer. Check that one out. The okay, it might be easier to just say what types of beer because I disagree on the pour. I, I I enjoy a good porter and a good uh, no Mrs. Porter. Uh, never mind. Uh, yep. I enjoy a good porter or stout. Or lager. You know what? Really, the only kind of beer I do not like is an IPA or anything that's super yeah. hoppy. It's just too much. Too much hoppy, you know. But seriously, especially in America, this might surprise foreigners as well. Because America, for the longest time, has been known as the land of uh, you know Budweiser and, and Coors. Yeah. But uh, the like in the past 15 or so years, the craft beer explosion in America is, is very explosive you know like you can you can just trip over five craft brewers in your local town if it's of any size absolutely and i would suggest trying that any anything that your local breweries can do because they're probably going to be pretty darn good uh i can think of look some local brews that i i really like that won't mean much to anyone because they're not sold really much outside the state so, that's right i would say suggest that and and you're going to find all different kinds I tried a uh, Chipotle beer not too long ago that was actually quite tasty. And you wouldn't sounds normally think. Disgusting. I know, it yeah. sounds bad, right? But you try it, and it's like, ooh, it's subtle, and it's kind of adds in little notes, and it's like fun. Mm. I don't know. I, 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 I like, I'm a purist. I like beer. You I like, just like you, beer. You like wheat bread beer. Wheat bread and beer. <laughs> um, <laughs> some guy asks... Since we're talking about Halloween, what is your guys' favorite candies? Or what candy did you all look forward to getting while trick-or-treating? Fantastic question. Mm. I'm a fan of most chocolate. I like chocolate over hard candy. I hate sour yeah. candy. I never liked sour candy as a kid. I don't get it. Eh, I could do the sour candy. I like the... Uh, it burns your taste like... buds off. Yeah. It's no good. No bueno. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, I mean, you know, it's part of this. It's experience. It's experience. Eh. I always liked Crunch when I was a kid and Kit Kat. And, mm. and Snickers. Oh, so yeah. I still like all that. How can you not? But you know yeah. what I like that no one else ever liked? What? Candy corn. You like candy corn? I really do like candy corn. You like candy corn? Yes, I love candy here's, corn. Here's what I think about candy corn. I I can eat candy corn only at Halloween. Okay. 
Fair enough. Because it's like I don't need it outside. It's one of those, yeah, it's one of those things that you could like get once a year, and it doesn't utterly disgust you. But if you eat if you eat too much candy corn, you literally look at it and you just feel like you want to vom. And I was like actually, I was actually about to say, you know, what's better than candy corn? And Ted Flintstone beat me to it. Is the chocolate topped candy corn, which I believe is Indian corn? Yeah, I believe that's, that's good. marketed as yeah. Indian corn. If you yeah, ever find that's... that, try it. It's very tasty. Yeah, but that's racist. Um, maybe it, I... they mean Indian from the Indian Peninsula. No, I think they mean Redskins. That's racist. Oh. Wah, wah. Sorry. So anyway, uh, my favorite candy growing up was probably either the Milky Way bar or the uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Oh, yeah. And Reese's Pieces are awesome. Reese's Pieces greater than Reese's M&M's. Reese's Pieces awesome. Yes. Well, I'm not going to go that far. M&M's are a classic. I love M&M's, but come on. Reese's Pieces are better. I, and I love Reese's Pieces, It's on, it, but it's apples and oranges. You can't compare the two. Saying one is better than the other, I think, is... I think they're both awesome in their own way. I don't think anyone's better than the other. If it's I, Christmas you know. time, though, you got to have M&M's. Christmas time, M&M's, Halloween, Reese's Pieces. Also, eggnog's awesome. Here's side note. But I cut it with skim milk. One of my pet peeves, when people call them... Reese's cups or Reese cups. Reese's. Yeah, it's Reese's. It's not hard to read, guys. It's Reese's. <laughs> it's a Reese's cup. It's a Reese's peanut butter cup. Like the man Reese, he invented the peanut butter cup. It's his peanut Reese's butter cup. peanut butter cup. The so, man went to medical school to be Doctor Reese, and now it's Doctor Reese's. No, I made that all up. I, I don't have so. an idea. I don't think he did. I think that. That's just a Hershey product. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, it might not even be Hershey. Anyway, hey, so hey, hey, uh, score update: Boston still leads five zero at the top of the seventh. All right, go ahead. Yeah, good. So that's, that's changed a lot. So those are some of our favorite candies: <gasps> green tea Kit Kats. I want to try all the Kit Kats Japan has to <laughs> offer. They have like two hundred different kinds. There's only one try- kind of Kit Kat I want to try, and that's the one that goes on my Android phone. So if Verizon could get could get to speed on that, that would be great. Dimension Breach asks, in September 1997, in, an, in the year of our Lord, 1997, okay. Mario 64 <laughs> was listed number one in the top 100 games of all time. Do you think if we took a time machine and showed them an average current gen game that it would make the top of the list, that it would make the top of the list just because it's new and fancy? And Dimension Breach says, caveat, asterisk, this list was by Nintendo Power, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody in their right mind would put Mario sixty four as the number one game of all time. No one would do that. No, but it'd be up there. In ninety seven. Yeah. In nineteen ninety seven, would anyone have put besides Nintendo Power, Super Mario sixty four? Yeah, people would have done that. Game of all time. Oh, Who? Yeah. People. Who? People. Who? People. You're crazy. No, that would have happened. Crazy. No, no. Seriously, it was the best game of all time. Yeah, people would say no. that. No. It's. I like, don't buy it. What do you say in nineteen ninety seven the best game of all time was? Not your favorite, the best. The best game of all time mm-hmm. for me at that at that point would still be Final Fantasy VI. That's the best game. No, I, I mean I love that game. That's my favorite, but I wouldn't put it as the best game of all time. We had what? this discussion on the Weekly Ringer. Ah, uh, yeah, we did kind of have that conversation, but. Contenders, real contenders are Super Mario Brothers, Tetris, Super Mario 64, stuff like that. Stuff that 
defines a generation of gaming. And Super Mario 64 did that. It created yeah, but- real good 3D gaming. Platforming, I should say. Man, I I just I do not see that at all. I don't I do not see well, that. Stop stuffing your gob with all these pounds of wheat bread <laughs> and maybe you'll see it. And potentially you'll not only lose some weight, but you might see it. And honestly, um, these kids. Yeah, good thing I don't have a problem with carbs. So the 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 question, getting back to the question, which now it's it blown my mind because I'm sitting here thinking to myself how wrong I think that is. But anyway, I'm not saying it's the best. I'm saying it's up there. I think I, I just think I think you're smoking crack. I think even in '97, I'm smoking the green tea Kit Kats. The green tea Kit Kats. Why are you smoking the green tea Kit Kats? Because they're delicious. Okay, so the the question is, if you took an average current-gen game, you brought it back then, you, you compare it, people go, oh my god, look at that, that's unbelievable. There was a time. There was a time when I think all of us in, in that loved video games were utterly obsessed with graphics and graphical prowess. Yes. And that was the PlayStation generation, mm-hmm. right? So... The beginning, the very beginning of the 3D, of 3D gaming. Um, and I think this is a good point because what you're talking about with Mario 64 is right in the heart of that era where everyone was obsessed with polygon counts and, you know, level of detail and things like that. That being said, I think if you look at any time outside of that, that that spectrum, especially moving forward in that spectrum a little bit, we start to lose, you know, I mean, yeah, I was the person gawking over a four to five screenshot before we even started this podcast because it looks it looks photorealistic mm-hmm. and like it, it looks it doesn't it looks real. I, I don't know what to say, but it looks real. But I don't think that makes things the best games of all time. And I don't think people even then probably would have said, oh, my God, this is the greatest game of all time because it's beautiful. Beautiful doesn't make great games. True. Um, also, I mean, this is a tricky question because if you if you had a, if you made a game in 1987 that was like just like the average game of today, yeah, it would probably be the best. But the problem is, if you're looking at something from 15 years in the future, it's and and you're like, oh, this is an average game from this time. You're like, oh, well, okay, you know you're looking at different time periods. It's like if Super Mario Brothers came out or whatever. That's a bad uh, example. If you had, um, <clears throat> I don't know, what's a mediocre game on the NES? Uh, on a NES? Um, Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, if you had Back to the Future come out 10 years earlier, on you know, looking the way it did versus stuff on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, this yeah. is the greatest game of all time." Yes, you know. So, yes. but you can't really do that. You have to look at things in the in the time period they were created. Yeah, and that's why it's hard to compile these lists of the greatest games of all time because it's very difficult to take them out of context in some ways. Yeah, that's cheating. And call something timeless. Yeah, I mean, Goldeneye was amazing in its day. If you try to play Goldeneye today, you'd you'd be throwing the controller out the window. It's hard as crap to play that game now. Mm-hmm. So you know, I agree. Avoid the Noid would have been a good one too. Avoid the Noid. That is that is a competent game. It is. It should be a subreddit of mediocre NES games. There Go. probably is. Yeah, I'm sure there is. <laughs> 
Um, right next to Gentleman Boners. Yeah, that would be my second favorite. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's get a couple more that are uh, a little more rapid fire. Boom, rapid fire. Style. Okay. Um, let's see. Here we go. Not so rapid. Yeah. So, Av. Uh, that's because I can't say this person's name. <laughs> Avagantamos Avagantamos asks yes. are the science, are the creatures in SpongeBob's town Bikini Bottom able to talk because the because of radiation from the Bikini Atoll? I've heard that fan I've heard that on fan theories. I've Reddit. never even heard that before, even though I'm a very big fan of SpongeBob. It's an interesting theory, but I don't think so. It sounds like the stream went did something break the stream? People are freaking out. I don't know. I didn't do it. Don't don't look at me. I don't fix these things. And they're frozen. We said something about the Noid, and everything went crap. The the Noid probably sabotaged what we did. Dang you, Noid! Avoid the Noid. <laughs> We're just talking now. Nothing. What's going on? Talking is everything broken. Why is it broken? Did Why you is it break broken? it? I didn't break it. No. It sounds like break the stream things. went. Breaking, 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 breaking things. I think we're good. It's just trying to catch up. Okay. I'm going to keep going here. All right. Some well, guy asks. Wrap it up. Dark, milk, or white chocolate? Mil white. Wow! <laughs> the way you just said that, I will have a tape of that in my mind forever. I thought it was gonna—I yeah, thought it was gonna be the darker milk chocolate. I—I <laughs> like—I like all three. I would say I'll eat would, all three, but I would eat all three. I like dark chocolate, probably the best. Why do you suck? I love SpongeBob. I said that. That's not even misquoting the comedy. <laughs> um, they do. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll we'll wrap it up there since you know it appears that the entire universe is coming to a close, yes. uh, including this program. So, uh, and we're back. My back. Oh my god, need, what's wrong with my back? And we're, we're back. So no oh. one here to talk about the ridiculousness. All right. La what... Last score update for for game one of the World Series. We have we have Red Sox up five zero. Still at the bottom of the seventh. Looks pretty good, folks. Yeah, so anyway, uh, now you have your score updates, and you have uh, come to the completion of a, another edition of the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. So, we hope you learned a little bit about Mad Scientist today. And, got and relationship advice. And, and hopefully you enjoyed the relationship advice portion of the program. I can't wait to, uh, to make sure people see a few more of these things like relationship advice in the in the program to come so anyway when can people find us on the echo screen live mr ruski normally on the first and third wednesday of the month uh which means we will not be back for two weeks yes so that so, would be uh november next day will be november 6th yes in the year so, of our lord 2013 put that put that one in the books we will be there and uh, probably talking about something that is not Halloween related. Maybe. Uh, instead, maybe we'll talk about something that's uh, fall related or Thanksgiving related. Potentially. Potentially. Don't bet. Don't bet on it, though. I wouldn't bet. 
I wouldn't bet on that. Okay. In the meantime, you can follow Rue at on Twitter at Rue underscore C O T G W. Yes. And you can follow me at It's the Commodore. On the Twitter. No ding ding. Ding ding, sorry. And no no, no it's fine. You oh. don't have to do that. There. It's, it's completely <laughs> it's completely useless at that point. Anyway, uh, thank you all for joining us. Thank you for watching the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. Oh, for oh. Who. <clears throat> I was just going to say, also be on the lookout for more information about our gaming marathon in December. And there is no reset button. Ding. Ding.